Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell. Uh, Sarah, can you smell the chlorine coming off of me, wafting your way? <sighs> just, yes, yes. So a pool. You've been in a pool? I've been in a pool, finally. Oh, to chlorine. It's... <laughs> a COVID chlorine pool that has to be extra chemicaled up. So um, (laughs) yes, yes, I have. Finally, I shouldn't complain about it. Um, Yes, I got to swim. Our little neighborhood pool finally opened on Monday. Um, Uh I know that I shouldn't say finally because I know there's plenty of places in the country that pools are not opening at all this summer. So Mm -hmm. extremely grateful that that we were able to do that and um, that we have some lap swim times and Mm. some master swim times. So Uh, if something is good, then more is better, right? <laughs> so, um, so Tuesday night was a lap swim from six fifteen to seven. So that's the first time I've been in the pool in, uh, I mean, what, like mid March? What are we in mid June? So what is that? Let's do the math. Three, three months. Yeah, which I guess doesn't feel like that long, but twelve weeks is a long time to be away from something. Twelve to thirteen weeks. Oh, I when I my first swim in the pond, I could my shoulder was like, yeah, I don't want to move that way, Sarah. Let's not do that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. I mean, my shoulders a little bit, but just everything. Just you know, my back. I, I, you know, I don't do flip turns all the time, but I do do them. Mm -hmm. So that was like, oh, oh, we're doing this again. did um and uh yeah but it was good so I went Tuesday night and then um and then the next morning was master's swim so I was I have to and then that's and it it just means lap swim for people 25 and older it's not a workout okay okay again it's just 45 minutes not just because I'm like oh 45 minutes that's so short because I'm used to swimming you know for like an hour or an hour 15 or sometimes Mm -hmm. 90 minutes for some of the longer master stuff that I used to do Mm -hmm. um 45 minutes is plenty long when you have not been swimming. <laughs> You're like, wow, wow, it's a long time to be going back and forth. So just have to ease back into it. But that felt really good. It was kind of a triathlon week for me. So I did those two things. And then I was supposed to swim again this morning, but I decided, wow. Not. Yeah. Well, because I was like, you know, it's there. And, um, and then, so the, the masters and the lap swim, this is like kind of going back to the dishwasher talk. They don't like, <laughs> You know, they, it's not interesting to anyone but me. Um, but basically, there's like a limit, right? The number of people that can be there, but that they're not especially popular. Oh. Whereas the open swim times are popular. Oh. Hmm. Families and kids can get in the pool and all that, right? So, oh, I thought the whole pool was only for. I thought like twenty four seven or whenever it was open was only for adults. I didn't realize that that you all were allowing children in. Yeah, we are now. We are. We were originally going to open. It was just going to be for lap swimming, but now, mm-hmm. now, well, yeah, <laughs> the whole family's coming in, <laughs> sitting on the concrete, but they're all coming in. So um, anyway, so they did that. And then on Tuesday afternoon or Tuesday morning, actually, I went and got my bike fit um, again. And I have to put a plug in here for people who are, you know, ride their bike a lot um, and have a bike that, you know, they want to invest in, right? So it's a bike that they want to ride for a while. It's not Mm -hmm. um, necessarily a, you know, just a cruiser bike down to the pool kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I did it uh, three years ago. And so I'm like, oh, that's fine. Right. You know, Mm. oh my gosh, no, so much has changed. Wow. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, what happened, I, of course, is going back to the bike, the small bike accident that I had. Oh, yeah broke, got a new seat. It was not the right seat for me as the guy. The worst part of the bike fit situation mm-hmm. is you have to like sit down on this like magnetic pad thing, you know, um, so they can measure how basically how wide your your tailbones are, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. yeah, 
childbearing hips, um, but I think that they've spread a little bit more since since uh, the last one because he's like, oh yeah, you're gonna need a wider seat. Like, <laughs> has nothing to do with like the rest of your body, and I'm like, I, I wasn't worried, but thank you. Um, Does this bike seat make my butt look fat? Exactly. Well, no, actually, do I not hang off this bike seat anymore, which was the problem before. Um, Uh. Oh, yeah. So anyway, so I got a new women's better bike seat. um, And I got, uh, I got my, uh, it's called a, oh my gosh, what is it called? I can't think of what it's called. But it's the, it's the riser. That's the thing that attaches your handlebars to your bike. And you know, you can put it at different angles. Oh, your stem? Your stem, maybe. Yeah. I don't think it's, maybe it's a stem. Yeah. Anyway, it goes, so I made it, um, I got it higher uh, mm. than, it basically have a clown bike right now. I'm trying not to <laughs> work, work. go away <laughs> uh, with that because I have to sit up straighter, right? Mm, that's, mm-hmm. that's the thing, right? I can't be as aerodynamic as I used to be. I mean, I can be, but at the cost of being in pain and I don't want to be in pain, you know? So Well, well, last I looked, you weren't trying to like win the Iron Man or something. So unless you're keeping it from me. <laughs> no, I'm not. But, you know, I still have, you know, you still think of yourself as someone who's capable of that, right? You know, and so it's a little hard when you're like, he's like, well, we can keep you where you are, but, you know, you you don't look very comfortable. And I'm like, well, that's because I'm not comfortable, right? <laughs> you know? So I, I get it. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a constant battle. It's the ego and aging, right? It's, it's an endless battle. Yeah. Just wait a couple more years and then you'll be invisible so no one will see you. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I, I think I'll be invisible age-wise, so I don't think I'm ever invisible. I mean, you can't be sexy and be invisible. I'm sorry. Just to- <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. I learned early on what it was like to be invisible, and that is traveling anywhere with you. It's like, I could be wearing a clown costume, speaking of clowns, and it's like, nope, all eyes on the taller gal. <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. It's an excuse you could never take off. Um, you had a good workout, too, this morning. Hill repeats? Hill repeats. So still sticking to the heart heart and soul uh, marathon level two plan during the week. And so it call, and so, you know, this, I guess I'm in taper mode. Uh, (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, it's not even June 28th yet, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so it called for an hour run with six times two minute hill repeats. And, you know, to run up a hill for two minutes, you gotta find a really long hill. Yeah, you do. Yep. That is a long hill. Yeah. So I, um, I headed over toward one, but on the way there, I found one that was slightly more gradual, particularly toward the uh, middle part of it. And, but boy, the end of it was not. So, um, so yeah, so I did, I just chug, 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 um, up that thing six times and, um, listen to rock my run. Cause I definitely could not have done it to words, to the spoken word, to a podcast. Sure. Oh goodness. It was challenging. Oh, you yeah. betcha. It was hard. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good job. Well, good job sticking to it. I mean, you know what? That's always going to pay off in the end. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 So uh, it was. It was fun. I felt badass, and um, yeah, and uh, yeah, it was. It was good, and it was also particularly challenging because it was on the heels of yesterday. Uh, I had to run sixty minutes uh, neg- with a negative split. And I went pretty fast in the second half. So mm-hmm. I, I was definitely feeling my quads and I was calling on, I was like thinking fire from your glutes, fire from your glutes on the way up the hill. So good job. Good job. Nice work. All right. Thank you. Well, Thank so you. we get into some questions. Yes. This one is from Winnie in Columbus, Ohio. 
Hi, this is Winnie from Columbus, Ohio. Um, I've been a runner for 10 years and have always done walk-run intervals. I currently run three or four days a week, uh, which includes a long run of 7 to 10 miles on the weekend. I'm wanting to challenge myself to move toward running continuously, but have a hard time running more slowly. My legs always want to run faster than my lungs can handle. I'm in my early 50s, but I still want to challenge myself to improve. Can you tell me the best way to progress to running continuously? Thanks so much. I love your show. Take care. So first of all, awesome that you are like just being super consistent and doing some long runs, Winnie. That's great. Um, and walk run intervals are a great, great place to start to build to consistent running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that like whether you're Winnie and you want to, you know, get to consistent running, whether you're coming back from injury, pregnancy, whatever it is. So correct me if I'm wrong, Coach Dimity, but I think we've got three words for Winnie, heart rate training. Yes? Yes, HRT, heart yeah. rate. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so it teaches you to run at a pace that is slower than you think you quote unquote should be going. And then um, where do we, you know... Um, get that notion from of that should thing. You just need to throw out the preconceived notions of pace and speed. And, um, you know, for some people running by heart rate means checking their ego at the door. Um, but it also just really means, you know, you oftentimes talk, oftentimes talk about coming back from a run and you, when you're doing, you know, running on level one or level two of heart rate that you don't have that kind of like, who did a really big workout. I really got in my sweat. And, you know, I gotta say, I, I, I find I still, you know, feel very accomplished and um, um, worked out when I get back from any of those runs. So sure, for sure. And well, you also live in a more humid climate, right? So it's mm-hmm. different, you know, I mean, but that's, that's a whole, that's a whole nother rabbit hole. We don't have to go down right now, but <laughs> back to, to Winnie. I mean, so the thing about heart rate training that, that, you know, you say that your legs want to go faster than your lungs can handle mm-hmm. and heart rate training as it, you know, talks about, you know, your heart. Um, it's great for your internal organs, your cardiovascular system, if that's what we need to develop here more than your legs, which it sounds like that's the case. Mm-hmm. So that's going to, you know, increase um, the oxygen flow to it. It's going to get you like settled in, like we said, at kind of a very uh, accessible, slower pace, which is what you want to do to become a continuous runner, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not, we don't want the herky jerky New York City cab, you know, stop, <laughs> start, stop, start. Instead, you want one nice kind of slow, fluid river. Um, and when you do that, you not only build up your cardiovascular system and your heart will feel stronger and your lungs will build their aerobic capacity, um, your legs will also build up all the little muscles and tendons and not little muscles, big muscles <laughs> and smaller ligaments and tendons that, um, that will help you prevent injury. Going slow helps you prevent injury in the long term, which is mm-hmm. something that we also have to do as you become a more consistent runner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And um, Winnie, as a fellow 50 something runner, I can truly attest that heart rate training is a beautiful way to run and it allows you to challenge yourself. So um, it's a challenge, whether you're looking to run consistency or, you know, once you get to that, you know, add in some little bit of speed or, you know, build your, um, the distance that you run or whatever it is, but it's just, it's, it's just proven. It just, it works. And I'm, I'm here to say it works. Yes. <laughs> on this, the QVC yet. We don't have coach Jen and Liz up on QVC yet, but at some point we will. Um, yeah. 
in that vein, so if you do want to try heart rate challenge or heart rate training, mm-hmm. um, we if you go to the Train Like a Mother Club, we'll also link it in these podcast notes. But mm-hmm. there's an uh, it's called Heart and Soul Introduction to Running by Heart Rate, mm-hmm. um, and it's an eight week program. It's perfect to try right now because chances are you're not going to have a race um, in the next eight weeks, mm-hmm. and um, it's a great place. The coaches are super accessible. They have a you know, a question and answer every week on Facebook. They have office hours. You can call them and talk to them about any speed bumps or concerns or just check in with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely worth your time. And, and especially because we do have the time now. So that's yeah. a good start. Yeah, that's a good point. It is a good time to try it. And as you point out um, that that eight week program does not, it's not aiming you toward a race. So it's, um, it's structure without that formality. And that's exactly. a nice thing right now. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, this question is from here in Oregon. It's from Shannon in Bend. Hi, ladies. This is Shannon from Bend, Oregon, calling because I'm trying to figure out how I can stretch a tweak that I have in like a very deep butt muscle. I don't know how to stretch this particular area. I've tried everything. I've foam rolled. I've done every buns-related stretch I can think of, and nothing is quite getting to it. Um, and so I'd love your recommendation in terms of how to find stretches that target specific areas. Love the podcast. Thanks so much. So I like that. Her deep butt muscle. <laughs> Description for this podcast. That's about as, <laughs> as we get around here. Yes. Um, you know, and I heard that question. I just was like, wait a minute. I think every runner at one point or another has felt that deep butt muscle pain that you're talking about, Shannon. So that's why it is. That's why we're addressing this question. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it sounds like you're doing the right thing. So foam rolling is really important. Um, Stretching it is important. Um, I would also think that like massage, if you can get there, is important. Um, Is it is massage open in your guys's area of the woods yet, Sarah? Your guys's? That's another really good (laughs) podcasty. I'm not sure. Um, Oregon is moving forward um, by county. It's not moving forward by state. So I'm not sure where Bend is here in Portland. We are most definitely um, massage is not an option. And and to that end, I was going to suggest that um, if, if it's not in Bend or where anybody who's listening, I got to put in a plug for Theragun. It's that in-home percussive self-massage tool. And probably a lot of people saw them at expos when there were still were such things. And, um, it is spendy, yes, but very effective. And also, you know, you got, um, uh, you're not spending money on massage. So anyway, I will end this little um, side ad as go to theragun.com slash AMR to try one risk-free for 30 days. So we can go back to though, addressing Shannon's question. I, I got really excited about you were percussive. That's, <laughs> did you come up with that description of it or did they come up with that description? I did not know. I will, I will pull back the curtain and say that um, when we have a new advertiser come on our podcast, um, I have um, what's called an onboarding call. And so the agency or whatever um, kind of talks you through the little script and all this stuff. And and they definitely are like, the word is percussive. I'm like, gotcha, gotcha. It's not percussion. We're not talking about a drum. <laughs> but I like. I think that totally, you know, it, that's a great word. Good job, Theragun, on your marketing. Yes. Um, okay, so going back to your butt pain, Shannon. So basically, I mean, if you've tried, you may have tried these already, but the figure four stretch is huge, right? And mm-hmm. you can do it. Um, standing up. So figure four means taking one ankle, crossing it over um, the opposite thigh, the opposite mm-hmm. quad, mm-hmm. and um, and getting into a stretching position. So you can do it standing up, you can do it um, lying down, mm-hmm. you can do it sitting down. I mean, basically yeah. you just 
get in there, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I find sometimes I'll do a figure four, you know, out on the sidewalk before I come in for my run. Um, one stretch I cannot do on the sidewalk, but that I is my all-time favorite butt stretcher is the pigeon mm-hmm. taken from yoga. Um, you know, I mean, if a yogini saw me doing it, they'd be like, that's what you think a pigeon is? So there's, there's variations of it. Um, but um, I would say rather than us try to explain it, just Google what a, a pigeon pose is. Um, yes, pigeon like the bird. And um, and as I alluded to out on the sidewalk, that's, that's why I do my post-run dynamic flexibility drills. I talk about those a lot on this show. They just, you know, it's it's a series. I just love how it makes me feel looser after a run. And uh, some of them do target the glutes. So I kind of feel that since my body's all warmed up, it's more receptive to being um, kind of getting to those tweaks and hopefully um, preventing those tweaks, but, but, you know, kind of stretching them while you're warm and, and loose. Sure. Sure. Well, in that vein, I mean, warming up before the run too. I mean, I know you like to do them afterwards, but um, you know, making sure your body's ready for the run um, mm-hmm. so a little bit and then doing some dynamic stretching again, we'll link to that in the podcast because mm-hmm. you can never watch it too many times. Dynamic activation drills. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good thing to do. And then also I'm just thinking about, yes, it might be your deep butt muscle that hurts a lot or needs stretching. You feel like needs stretching, but you can't neglect the area around it because mm-hmm. probably that is reacting to something else that is either tight or imbalanced. Mm-hmm. So as you foam roll, you got to really start from the ground up. I mean, I can't tell you how much you need to foam roll your calves. Like it mm-hmm. is just a non-negotiable mm-hmm. and then work your leg up, um, work your way up your leg, you know, inside of your thigh, very awkward, but very important. <laughs> you would be surprised at how tight your, your inner thighs are. Um, mm-hmm. So that's just a little, little mm-hmm. either- and, uh, and then keep going up past it. I'm sure you're going to get there, but to the lower back, because you know, I don't know, there's times that I just feel like the two of them are attached by a rubber band that's just way too short. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then, I mean, if that doesn't work, you know, if, if really consciously taking care of it and being diligent about doing it, you know, most days of the week and really, then I would say, let's, you know, call in a bigger, a bigger gun, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's a physical- Not therapy, just a Theragun. <laughs> not- just the there I got, not just the percussion, not just the <laughs> section. Um, but um, you know, a physical therapist um, mm-hmm. is probably where I would go next. Just because, again, if it's something that you feel like you cannot unkink over time, it's not like it's going to loosen up. It's going to just get tighter and tighter into a little, you know, dough ball of nerves, and that's mm-hmm. we don't want that. No fun. No fun. No all. fun. Oh, and yoga, of course. Yoga is another one that you could try. Um, we've got a really nice, uh, gentle. We're just going to, let's just make this all promo, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's so good. Brenda Ingstead does um, gentle yoga, or we call it recovery yoga in many happy miles for us live every Friday. But we do have um, one of her routines is on our YouTube page. That's free to the public Mm -hmm. um, and to the AMR community. And uh, it's super, it is slower than you think you'd ever go, but it's really hip opening. But again, those hips are going to tie to the glutes are going to tie to everything else. So um, I definitely feel like that's a go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Give that a yeah. go. Yeah. Well, good luck with that, Shannon. And I have to say that my um, entire family is like, when can we go to Bend? When can we go to Bend? I'm like, huh, uh, we'll think about it. We'll think about it. Uh, so um, it's a nice desti- vacation destination here in Oregon. I always think of windsurfing. Like I feel like that was, wasn't that the birth of windsurfing? And it's on the way there. Um, Hood River is. 
Hood River, that's right. Yeah, okay. so you go past Hood River is about an hour um, east of here, and then you keep going east and then south, and you get to Bend. All beautiful, all beautiful. Um, all right, well, and another beautiful city on a river is Pittsburgh, PA, and this question comes from Jackie in Pittsburgh. Hi, ladies. This is Jackie, a mother runner of four from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I am calling to talk about feet, specifically toes. About six months ago, I noticed that the tips of my toes would become so sensitive after a run, particularly long runs, that I couldn't wear anything other than my UFOs for hours afterward. Now I have calluses on my toes, which helps with the pain and sensitivity, but those calluses, coupled with my already gross runner's toenails, make my feet very unsightly, and they're snagging things. Since we can't go out for regular pedicures in the pandemic, I was wondering if you had any tips for dealing with this issue or ideas about what may be causing it and how to prevent it. Thanks for the show, ladies. I look forward to hearing your answer. Okay, when I listened to this question, I I felt like Jackie and I are twins just separated across the country. Um, So I never had the sensitive toe issue, but I don't know what it is, but I have found that I'm getting way more end of toe calluses and that my calluses and toenails are snagging on things more like bed sheets or when I put on running socks and I realize I'm oversharing right now, but like- your toenails lately, Sarah? I have, I have, but I don't, I don't know what it is. So, um, cause I'm not, I'm not a total um, pedicure person. I mean, I get them on occasion, but, um, when it comes down to it, I've decided that I go for, um, a really awesome Chinese massage instead of, um, pedicure. Because okay. they cost about the same. So anyway, that's a side note. But so, um, so Jackie, I feel for you. Okay. Well, so you're my, we're our guests, um, and it's hard to know until you know you. We would see you and see what your shoes look like. But your shoes might be either too long um, or too short, and so your feet are moving around in the toe box. Um, so I would really make sure that um, you know. Basically, the rule of thumb is that when you uh, have when you press down from, you know, between the tip of the shoe and the tip of your big toe, you want to have at least a thumb's width or about a thumb's width. I wouldn't say at least, I would say about a thumb's width. Mm -hmm. So if that is not the case, it sounds to me like they're too short, but again, Mm -hmm. I'm no, uh, I'm no shoe fitter. So, um, (laughs) so uh, if, if they are too, too short, you could think about like getting thinner socks, which it sounds a little counterintuitive because you're like, Oh, I need some protection between here and there. But if you have too much, Mm-hmm. Um, that's gonna, you know, give bulk, bulk things up. Mm-hmm. Um, you could also, if, if, if you find that they're too big, you can lace your shoes tighter. Um, you can also, but don't just cinch them down. Um, there are certain ways, like if you, if you Google like shoot running shoe tying techniques, there's really oh. different ways you can do it. Yeah. It's like, it's like macrame or, or knitting. I mean, there's like so many different ways to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, check that out. Um, and then, I mean, you gotta just, you know, the other thing that I think is, is really nice on your feet is a nice Epsom salt. So, mm-hmm. so, um, I do that every once in a while, um, like fill up a night, like I fill up usually like, a uh, um, plastic container, like used for storage from like target or something, you know, mm-hmm. like a, a tub, mm-hmm. a little, yeah. little plastic tub, mm-hmm. bigger, bigger than a shoebox, but not as big as, you know, a big that holds everything. Um, hot water, Epsom salts, uh, you know, some nice smelling bath soap and, um, and just let them soak. And that's a good way also to, after that, to trim them, you know, then Mm -hmm. your nails are nice and soft and you can kind of get 
in there and not feel like you're slicing and dicing so much. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I guess, I mean, that's, that's where I would start. I have a hard time knowing what the calluses are. I mean, what else would you recommend, Sarah? Yeah. So there are, um, I've never worn them, but there's, um, you can purchase toe caps. Um, I think they're pro I mean, I, I would say probably there's some aimed at runners. I would say they're probably also aimed at senior citizens or maybe, um, uh, diabetic. So you might find it in a medical supply um, store or online site, that sort of thing. You can apply tape um, to the nail or the nails so that to, you know, cover them up. Um, you definitely want to, we assume, Jackie, that you are wearing, you know, moisture wicking socks. So that, please tell me that's a given. And, um, and then I find that I, I have very high arches, um, as I know you do too, Jim, and um, that I, I've, I've been clenching my toes more. And I don't know, I, maybe that's how I manifest my stress, which is kind of weird. But um, also, Jackie, consider using toe spacers. And there's a variety of brands. They're often so, sold on yoga-related websites. And um, they're kind of opaque, soft, almost they kind of feel the consistency almost of like a gummy bear. And, um, and you just slip them in between each of your toes and they hold, you know, they make your toes straighten out. And over time, if you are dedicated about wearing them, you can kind of uncurl, unclench your toes. So then the, um, cause I think part of I know my calluses come from the fact that almost my toes have curled down. So they're like touching the ground more than going straight ahead. Well, people know everything about my feet now, don't they? Uh, I know they're kind of commenting. <laughs> yeah, they are. Good way to put it. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so they really help your toes relax and lie more the way nature intended them. Like the way children's, you know, if you look at a toddler's toes, you know, that's how all our feet should be. Oh, yeah. Back to, back to aging. I <laughs> right back where we started from. Sarah. <laughs> um, and so, but I do want to remind you, Jackie and everyone that, um, you know, view the quarantine as a glass half full that far fewer people are seeing all of our gnarly toes these days. You know? <laughs> so, so there's that. So there, you know, hopefully aren't too many people judging your feet. I know. I know. I just, I, I slipped them in the pool really quickly the other morning. I'm like, don't look at my gnarly comma toes. All right. <laughs> You're like, hey, look over there, and the suns are beautiful. <laughs> Get in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So hopefully that was helpful. I don't know if that was helpful or not, but I mean, it's just one of those things. If it, especially if it's not causing pain, besides like snagging on your sheets and stuff. I mean, keep your nails short. But if it's not causing any issues, then I feel like you know. Um, oh, it does though. Is her tips of her toes become so sensitive? I'm sorry. I'm reading the question again. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and also, I I do think it's probably indicative of just kind of some kind of larger issue perhaps. And, you know, and for me, it's definitely that my toes are clenching, clenching, clenching more. And, and well, I, don't, I don't know, I look at them and I think, well, if they look like this in my fifties, where are they going to look like when I'm in my seventies? Yeah. So. <laughs> Looking at them, I can tell you that much. Um, one thing I would say just, and Jackie, you may already know this, but if you haven't tried a shoe with a bigger toe box, um, you know, uh, uh, Hoka has them, um, Ultra has them. Tobo. To has them. Yeah. Those are three brands. I mean, definitely ultra and topo are like known for it. And hokas are not, they're wider than the average toe box, but they're not like a, a topo. So, um, check those out too, because when you get in the right size and your feet have room to breathe, um, you, your toes oh. have room to breathe, you might, um, really enjoy that. I just got a new pair of topos and I love them so much that I'm going to buy another pair post haste. They are the phantom. And I don't know if they're a new style for them or it's just new to me, but I am in love with them. Love, 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 love. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. 
Good to know. All right. Well, um, just cover those feet up with topos. And <laughs> next time I see you, Sarah. <laughs> anyway, um, so we need some more questions, you guys. Um, we do. We do. I mean, but I do want to know, Sarah, what's for dinner? Uh, I'm going to make a baked um, penne pasta that has a homemade tomato sauce with um, grated Havarti cheese in it. And then it bakes. Because it's called the baked pasta. It is. I know. I thought I'd said that, but I wanted to make sure there's that, that people knew that. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Very mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. And what's, what's for, what's on the table for you? Um, I just checked my phone. Um, deliver. It's going to be delivered in 27 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That kind of day. I, um, have. And can I just also tell people, as we record this, it is 4.33 p.m. in Denver. So your food is showing up at 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. Well, I have a 6 o'clock meeting. I have to be at a board meeting. I got to make sure that they preserve my master swim. So I have, so that is a little bit, we are a little bit on the early side, but we do like the senior citizen hours around here. So. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Did you call 1-800-BLUE-HAIR? Yeah. <laughs> 800 Mod Market, your favorite place. Oh, oh, can I come over for dinner, please? Nope, and you can't have my smoked chicken bowl either. So <laughs> you made fun of my dinner time. So anyway, okay, so we want to know what's on your dinner plate as well as what's on your mind. So give us a call with questions. It's 470-BADASS-1, which is 470-223-2771. Uh, give us your first name and where you're calling from and keep your message to about 90 seconds or less, please. Yes. And, and while we're saying, please, uh, I'm going to throw in this, please, please subscribe to the Another Mother Runner podcast and make sure it's set to automatically download each new episode. That's something you do in your settings. Um, especially now you want to be doing that because we have an episode as well as um, every Friday, there is this episode every other Tuesday. And then Dimity now hosts the semi new, or do, should we still call it new? Um, oh. January and so much has happened since then. Maybe we could just call it new, so it feels like something, yeah. you know, the thing. <laughs> yes, and that show is called AMR Trains, and um, that alternates with AMR Answers. Sweet. So keep those questions coming, you guys. We're here with a couple of calluses and lots of answers. <laughs> Bye.